This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, after all that Edinburgh Festival malarkey, it's just me, her, and your emails for this week's How to Be 60. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of How to Be 60 with me, Kay Adams, and her, Dame Helen Mackenzie. Helen. Well, no, I was, I was like, it should be Dame Helen Mirren. It's just that you, you've, after our three-night run at the Edinburgh Fringe, oh, and thought, isn't it nice to be back in our cosy wee boat hole? It was nice. Oh, it is so it is lovely nice. to be back in our cosy wee oh, no, I did like it, though. I did enjoy it. This is it. This is it. This is it. This what is, is it? Epiphany that I feel that you had. Because I, after a three-night run at the Edinburgh Festival, and thank you to everyone who came, but I am so relieved to be back in this sort of cosy, womb-like atmosphere. Whereas you're yawning because actually <laughs> oh, you yawning. loved the bright lights. And and this this is the epiphany. This is the epiphany because actually this whole podcast uh, has been a complete and utter failure because it's a complete and utter failure. <laughs> it is because it well, was because you've not retired. Well, well, not that well, the thing is, it was supposed Top to be back. about me learning to kind of slow down, not work mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, and I still into, stand by that. Ease into, you know, a more relaxed way of life. Yeah. You were supposed to be my spirit guide into this next stage of my life. And actually what happened at the Edinburgh Festival is you got the old bloody razzle-dazzle in your head. You decided <laughs> retirement's a load of crap. And That's you, bollocks. Yeah, no, it is. And you are itching for a life on the stage. I can That's see it. Gosh. It's a year for God's sake! Don't start your. I enjoyed it with me now. Actually, do you know what? <laughs> Let me just tell you: the auditions for the next production in the Amdram that I'm with are this week, and I'm not. I'm not going. That's because it's not good enough for you. That, that is so right. That is because no, I said you I have just got wanted a big hit for yourself. To tick it off. I've done it. Move on. So I certainly do not want a life on the stage. In fact, what I'm going to do is. I'm going up and I'll be moving the furniture and I'll be painting it again. So that's what I'm happy with, selling raffle tickets. But that's because you're sitting there with a smug look on your face <laughs> saying to people, I actually was at the Edinburgh Festival. Yes, and I, I had three sellout shows <laughs> and actually, you know, I'm just here to, to walk amongst you. That's what's happening. You don't know it's happening, but I know it's happening. Hey, I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm seeing it. Would you do the Edinburgh Festival again? Next? No, I absolutely would. Absolutely. Yeah, but so would you. See? You say never, say never, and I'm absolutely right. And and do you know what? I think I would put money down that you'll do it next year as well. I hope you will. But I mean, yes, mm. I know, but I, if I do, if I do, I'll be worried. I'll be stressed. I'll be doing all this, and you'll be like, la 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 la. Here I am again, the great Mackenzie. You can stop before the Great Mackenzie, but I absolutely, you're right. I will be doing that. La, la, la. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was lovely. I had a very relaxed time going round. Oh, you bloody did. Doing, yeah. 
was really nice seeing you were off seeing friends of the having lunch shows. yeah going yeah. to exhibitions yeah, 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 yeah. it was good it was well good. I was did you not manage any of that no what are you doing no but show doesn't begin till what was it half five at night well you know thanks for that time by the way it was great. So somebody it has to sort of prepare things has to I mean I, I went out first and did 10 minutes with the audience on my own while you were sitting on my own well, you didn't invite up. me on till god it was going on and on and obviously oh my god, you know, when am my I going to favourite bit what? When you come on. Oh, I thought you meant the 10 minutes on your own. No, 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 no. That, that. You could have cut it back to five. I'd have been on sooner if I got half a chance. <laughs> God, ah. prattling on for how long? Mm. <laughs> By night three, I was like, oh. I could, my poor friend Gillian, she was, she was in the audience for the three nights. Nobody was meant to come for three nights. No, I know that, but she was very supportive. She got paid for her tickets each night. Oh, did she? Uh-huh. Oh, she well, did, that's actually, good. yeah. Because you, you gave out a lot of freebies. No, I didn't. To you my family, I did. did. Yeah, well. Then to pay. God, your own family came along. That was a new one on me. I a new know. one on you, even. I know. What did they think, Kay? Um, Well, yeah, Charlie, I never, ever want family. Why? Anything that I do. Because I just think work is work. Family's family. I don't think... I don't just don't like mixing them. So have they never seen you on Loose Women? So I don't know. Well, I don't know if they've watched. Surely to God they would tell you. Um, I can't imagine that they have no, watched. No, I can't imagine it. I don't think they have. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian's mum watches. My mum and dad used to watch. Mm-hmm. Because then I worry about them and I worry what they're Oh, thinking. my God. Seriously? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. So I don't want them there. But anyway, Charlie and Bonnie... Well, actually, it was a really funny thing, actually. They won't listen to this. Because I said to them, no, don't come. Nobody come. Nobody come. Don't wait to come. Right? Um, and then Ian said to me, he said, look, the kids really want to come because they want to support you. Right. And would Ian come? No, he was playing tennis. No. Um terminate. And okay. he said, so can you arrange tickets for them? But mm-hmm. don't make it look as if the tickets come from you because then they'll know that you know they're coming and they want to surprise you. I think that. You don't yeah. know that they're coming. Do you know all that? Um, so anyway, I knew they were coming in. I had to pretend that I didn't know that they were coming. But thankfully, I forgot they were coming. Oh, souls. So, but so that was the second them. show, and so it was finished. Oh my god, the relief was fantastic. And there they were. And you had to do this. Oh my god! Wait, it was was it was? I, did, half well, I kind of forgot by that time. Um, but yeah, it was. Did they enjoy it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, they did actually, and it was lovely to have them there because I think they were proud of their old mum. Oh, of course, they would be, yeah, absolutely. What did your family think? Uh, Lisa and Alex, I think they might have been there the second night as well. Actually, they were, you know, funny enough, I didn't see my own kids, but I saw Lisa and Alex all oh, night. Yeah. The minute I went out, I saw Lisa and Alex, they were yeah. right, yeah, yeah. As soon as the gig finished, Alex came up to me on stage and said, Mum, have you really applied for... What was it again for the... Uh... <laughs> well, I'll have to explain to people. So just as a bit of silliness, when I was up at the beginning, I said that you had applied to be trained to be a dominatrix yes. by Sherry, lovely Sherry that we interviewed um, a few weeks ago, Madam Sophia. And I just went through this ridiculous scenario whereby you were training to be a dominatrix. I seemed to be really excited that I'd applied for it. My God, what was that, Alex? No. <laughs> Jesus, God Almighty! I just think she was quite disappointed in a funny way. God, God. people believe what you say. This is the thing, Kate. It worries me because bloody worries me because I know how much shit you talk. But well, I know, and I know how much shit I talk, and you know, and I didn't. 
I'm never aware that I'm actually very persuasive. And so I love telling these ridiculous stories. But it never occurs to me that people are going to believe you. Believe me. Well, they do. And then sometimes they do believe me. And I think, oh my God, you believe me. Why did you believe me? What did Stephen think? Uh, No, Stephen definitely, yeah, enjoyed it and very proud and thought it was, yeah, yeah, he enjoyed it. And then we met up with some friends afterwards who had come through from Glasgow as well and had a drink. I must say, you look great, but that coral outfit that you had on. That was the one that I wore for the wedding, for Lisa's wedding. You looked fantastic in that. And I'm not even going to put a joke on the end of it. You did, you looked absolutely great. I have to say, it was quite tight. Oh, the old So, it's exactly a year ago. A neck key. I don't think HRT is supposed to put weight on your neck. Do you know how you said in a previous podcast that as you get older, your feet get bigger? They I do, they well, do. You swear and by that. Nose. And your ears. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Your lobes. Your protuberances. Your neck does as well. I think. You put on beef, does it go on everywhere? It's funny. I think we just swell out. I was looking at this young girl the other day. She must have thought it was an old pervert. Um, <laughs> on the tube in London, and she had a crop top on. It was really hot. And she was so slender. Mm-hmm. I was looking at her from the side, and I'm looking at her thinking, where do your organs go? <laughs> Do you know, you get one of those young girls that's so tiny, tiny. I, mean, I felt if I put my hand on her tummy and her hand on her back, there would have been maybe six inches between it if you were lucky. And I think you just get kind of thicker as you get older, don't you? It just kind of... Get all that blubber around your organs. I, I don't know. but So I don't know if that happens to your neck or not, to be honest. Not even my chins, but my neck. Really? It was a choker type so you've got so that kind of trick. Ah, no, actually, now that you say that, is that not the time of life that people either start wearing a lot of scarves or a piece of statement jewellery <laughs> or polonex? I think that is a thing. You know, it's like Dame Maggie Smith when you get that kind of neck. That's the neck. I yeah. suppose it is, isn't it? You get, let me see. Oh, and actually, yeah, I've got that neck. No, it's not too bad yet, but it's ready to pop. I think I can just see it. It's just ready. I can see that the skin is kind of losses elasticity. You know when you get like a, anyway. a, a jumper at the elbow and it becomes really threadbare. Yeah, and it's just before you get a hole. Oh right, pops. You just before it just gives up the ghost. Yes, that's the way your neck is. Well, I'm not going to give you the compliment that I was going to give you before. Why? What was it going to be? It was about your um. Bingo wings. You don't have any. I don't have bingo wings. You witch. How annoying is that? It's really annoying. I know, I know, I know. I've got got the tits, but you (laughs) have got good arms and good legs. Thank you. you. Have you had any work on them done? Well, I do exercise, don't I? But so do I, Kay. What kind of exercise do you do? Well, you've just done just now. You've just pushed yourself up in the chair. Is that what you do? I'm not. It's funny. All of my life, you know, there's always bits of your body you like or you don't like or whatever. Mm. I've never liked very much, to be honest. I've always had good arms. My friend Ross used to say I had uh, bonitas brasas, brasas bonitas, which I think is nice arms in Spanish. I'll have to check that with my go. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's funny. I was so exhausted afterwards, though. I was so exhausted. Why was that? 
<laughs> I think just emotionally exhausted. What did you do directly afterwards? Um, we went uh, for a drink with friends that I had been staying with, Jill and Brian. I was I was slept a lot the next day, which is really, really unlike me. And that night, actually, when we finished, somebody texted me to come for a drink. And I thought, I can't. Is I that just, right? I just cannot. You know, young people now say my social battery was completely depleted. That's and it what, was. That's what they say. Right. Um, my social battery was totally depleted. And what I did was I went back to sort of... When I went to university in Edinburgh and my comfort food when I was feeling miserable, when I'd been jilted yet again or whatever, I uh, was to go and get a baked potato. <laughs> spudgy leg. Yeah, spudgy leg. Or and that's those. what I did. And I had to go to three different shops because they were all shut. Oh, no. And then I eventually found one in Meadowbank. And I sat outside this tiny wee baked potato shop oh in Meadowbank with my favourite baked potato, which is cottage cheese and sweet corn with black pepper. Oh, the sweet corn. And it was absolutely mammoth, this thing. It was oh almost as big God. as one of your oh. courgettes. <laughs> that was a real disaster of the whole thing. You know, the biggest laugh that we got in three nights was when you pulled out a monster courgette from your um <laughs> your bag. Oh, courgettes are still going Which on. Not so good. Courgette's still going on. Yeah. There's just so many of them and they're getting bigger and bigger. There's one I haven't even attempted. It's like the size of a yoga mat. It's just so big. And I just don't know what to do with it. I mean, even the neighbours aren't interested anymore. Oh, really? Oh, Christ, did you want some? Should I take no, some? No, 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 I don't want any. I, can, I don't want I any. No, tomorrow, I can no, 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 I don't. I don't want any. I think I might have to cook a, or bake a courgette cake that I can at least put in the freezer. Shall we I, ask people for recipes for courgettes? I would love that because my friends have actually started sending uh, me courgette recipes. And they all sound great. And I'm trying to bookmark them all. Um yeah. But. All right. Podcast at HTB sixty. The you are your um courgette recipes if you <laughs> if you would. Yeah. You know, I was having a, a reflection. Well, I've got actually I'm gonna tell people a little bit about the kind of not the sexy stuff, but you know, about Charlie and Bonnie being there because we were talking about vibrators, because for some reason we talk about vibrators a lot. Oh and there's a really nice story about Leslie who sent us an email. But just before that, you know what I'm like? I always like reflect on these things for some bizarre reason. Do you request opinion from every? Because I, I, you do that. You do that. You'll ask me something, and then I think, oh, that's fair enough. I've given you that. And then you'll ask your mate Sue, and then you'll ask Michelle, and you think, what, what is that about you, Kate? Do you just doubt yourself, or do you just not actually really respect my answer? No, but you or anyone else with all due fact. respect, you're only one opinion. You know, well, so I mean, it's not as if you're going to be the only person. Well, that becomes difficult. It does, and we're all bound to have different opinions. Yeah, no, no, and it does take me a lot to to process that, and that <laughs> I think that's why I get so exhausted by these things because I do say to people, "What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think?" And you're right; they all tell you something different, and I think, "Oh, well, she thinks this, and she thinks that, and she thinks that." And, and I then, bet you go with the worst thing. Yes. Yeah. And then my brain starts to fry. It fried the first night because lots of people were telling me things. I thought, all right, okay, I'm going to have to change it. I'm going to have to change it. I'm going to have to do this all over again. I'm going to have to sit up all night. Um, Meanwhile, you were getting pissed with your pal somewhere. I went for a curry. It was really nice. (laughs) But a couple of my friends who hadn't been said to me afterwards, why do you always push yourself? You know, like, so why did we do it at all? Like, why did we do that? Why did we put ourselves into a situation that, okay, you enjoyed perfectly well, but mm-hmm. I was stressed out? And I think to myself, well, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this at my age? Why don't I just relax and and chill out? Did you enjoy it? Well, no, no, I did. But then I, I was driving home after my baked potato 
And oh my God, my belly, I had to undo my trousers. You know what it's like when you have a big baked potato? Mm. Oh, terrible. Anyway, so I was driving home with my trousers completely undone. <laughs> driving quite slowly so the police had to pull me over. And I'm thinking to myself, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Why do I push myself? You know, and then I thought, at this age, that's what I'm saying. Why do I push myself at this age? Right. That was the question in my head. Mm. And then I thought, well, the thing is, I'm not this age. I am me. And I have always done that. All my life, I've driven myself mad, you know, by pushing myself to try something else, try something else, try something else. My mum was exactly the same. And my eldest daughter is exactly the same. Not my youngest. She she doesn't give a hoot. (laughs) And so I thought, well, actually, it's not about my age. Right. It's just who you are. That I am. and that's probably never going to change. And I was thinking about my mum. My mum was, oh, my God. Uh, you know, if you think that I'm a control freak, my God, you should have met my mum. And this is like a kind of black story for my mum to a certain extent. After my mum had had a stroke and my dad was dead and the family business was going through difficult times because of all the turmoil, and my mum got out of hospital with a stroke. She was in a wheelchair one arm didn't work and her speech wasn't good. And there had to be a board meeting about the company. Oh, I wasn't involved with the company, but anyway. And she said, you've got to take me to Edinburgh so I can go to this board meeting. God. Right. And so I got her in the in the van for mm-hmm. people with disabilities that we had um, right. rented at her behest. And I drove her to Edinburgh and mm-hmm. I got her out the back in the wheelchair. We got this wheelchair up into this posh office in Edinburgh to have a board meeting and her arm kept flopping out over the side oh, and I kept having to uh, back in and she sat there at this board meeting and I remember sitting there thinking what are we doing yeah what are we doing mum's 81 and we've yeah. brought her in a wheelchair because she having just had a stroke yeah to attend a board meeting what the fuck are we doing but I guess it was her company it was their company wasn't it you er- yeah yeah, your dad's, your mum and dad's company. So I guess it's, it's not wanting to let go. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, it was important to her. Do you think that's controlling? Needing to be. Oh God, my mum was great. She was controlling, like I'm controlling, but I don't know. She just always had to push herself, never gave up. And I suppose that's what I thought with my extended belly coming home from the food. <laughs> I thought, well, God, it's it's in my DNA. It's not really a choice. But if you were taught, if it was miserable, Kay, you wouldn't have done it again. We did the show, we did the the Fringe last year. Then we did the Comedy Festival. And so it wasn't that it was really new. You sort of knew what to expect. If it had been totally miserable, you wouldn't have done it. Maybe I just love being miserable. Well. (laughs) So so if, if it is not my age, it's just me. Then, then you what then you need, what is just you? Well, what I'm gonna ask you first is you need to work on your stress levels or find out how to uh, this goes back to strictly as well and the whole stress thing and, and you wonder if there's a way and there's bound to be a way to try and reduce those or to work on your stress levels because watching you pacing back and forth and I mean it is that that's not that can't be pleasant for you. Well, it's just me, but if but I'm saying if it doesn't that, need to be just you though. Well, yeah, but you are different, so that is just you. So where do you get your attitude from that is much more kind of lacy fair and frankly bordering on the lazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheeky bitch. 
I was up to dinner. What time of night? Making my tablets oh <laughs> and my rhubarb cordial. <laughs> and your courgette risotto and your courgette cake and your courgette. You know, I went for the fringe. I know you did. It was very um, I know where I get it from. Where'd you get you from? I have to say, I think I can deal with it right up until the very end, right up until just before we went on stage, probably a couple of hours before, then I felt sick. When I first used to be on the radio in the mornings, I used to go to the toilet. It wasn't pleasant. Oh. So my nerves came out in a different way. It's, yeah, right at the time, you know, just before you're going to go on stage. Mm. Mm-hmm. But where do you get your nature from? Because... I'm going to go out there and say, I don't think you push yourself enough. Right. You know, and I I agree with you. You're right. I've never pushed myself. Didn't go to university. I'm absolutely content with having the children. And in terms of my work, I knew what I wanted to do and the area that I wanted to work in. And beyond that, I did not want to push myself to get further up the career ladder. It wasn't worth it for me. What I wanted, what was more important to me was my home life. And now that I'm retired, my home life is still important to me. And that is what comes first, the children and my home life. So even now, sorry to say this, Kay, mm-hmm. but this podcast, no, it's, it's a, I enjoy it, but it's not... But, yeah. and I, I take back, I said, I don't think you push yourself enough. I take that back. I didn't oh, mean, I no, no, but I didn't mean saying. to express that way because I'm not going to tell you what you shouldn't shouldn't do. But I guess what I see in you is that, and this is really, I'm choking here, um, but you have got a lot of talent. You're very engaging. You've got a great personality. And yet I maybe don't think, well, you've almost fulfilled its potential, but then maybe not everyone needs to do that. And I wonder it's if it's fear of failure, I, I guess. You, isn't ah, it? See, there you go. I wonder yeah. if you hold yourself back. No, I absolutely do. And I think I've always known that. Um that yeah, I remember, oh my God, back in oh really early on in news when I worked in news and um the editor came out and said there's a job coming up. Uh, and I would expect you to apply for it. And I was thinking, oh, my God. And that comes back to uh, really enjoying school, not studying very much, not going to university, chip on the shoulder, and landed a job in the BBC by pure luck and got this job in news. Not, And it's the whole imposter syndrome as well, isn't it? You're thinking, Christ, they don't really know how stupid I am. And then this guy... Uh, Jeff Cameron came out and said, I really hope you're going to go for this job. And I was like, oh, no, no, I don't know. I mean, uh, Grill, I don't know whether it's G-O-R-I-L-L-A or G-U-E-R. You know, I'd be spelling all the wrong way. No, no, I can't do that kind of job. And this other guy came out and said, I just overheard you being asked to go for the job and I really hope you're going to go for it. And I didn't. And I don't think I regretted it. And I suppose when you see people coming through the system that you end up training and seeing them going on to do better things, you're you're cut between, oh, I'm really glad because I know that actually I helped them go up the career ladder. And another way, you're thinking, I knew I could be doing that job, but I didn't push myself for it. So mm-hmm. there we are. Yeah. Ah, well, there we that was a wee bit of a moment we had there, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are very different. We are. Right, I'm going to remind everyone of an email that we read out 
You've taken the wind out my sail there with that. It's quite nice to know that. I know you have. Did you not know any of that? I knew a bit of it, but sometimes it makes me feel quite sad because I think, oh my God, I think you could have done so much more. And then I check myself yeah, and say, think... well, okay, that's just your values. Exactly. That's what you think is important. Whereas actually oh, no. you I'm have done happy. what you feel is important and mm-hmm. and that's good. But... but still, there's a wee bit saying, still a wee bit of a waste, isn't there? That's from you, not from me. Yeah, but well, yes, I do think that. But then you think I'm a bit of a nutter. No, just a control freak. Yeah, well, yeah. so there you go. That's yeah. absolutely fine. Um, I think we're all good here. I think we're absolutely all good here. I don't think there is any problem whatsoever. Just find the email. Yes, I'll find the email. Well, this is a story I was going to tell everyone. So we got this great email um, a wee while back from Leslie, lovely Leslie, who told us a story of how her marriage, she realised that it was, um, you know, just not what she wanted it to be. So she stopped after 22 years. She left the relationship and uh, she moved back home to Scotland. She'd been living down south and she gave up her corporate job because she listened to you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, the kind of punchline to a certain extent mm-hmm. was that what got her through the miserable uh, marriage was her clitoral stimulator, <laughs> yes. the ero- erotic rocket. Mm. Don't um, in your words, Yerky. I know, erotic rocket. It's not right. You do, you do. And so we used this email in the show. Yeah. And it got, you know, people really kind of responded to it, especially, I mean, Leslie wrote the email really well. Um, she said, feck the massage, the massage and the overrated spa day, get your wee toy out, va va boom, best <laughs> de-stressor in the world, cost just £16, <laughs> change in the bank for coffee and a cake later. And what got the best laugh of the night was that she also offered us all a discount code, which seems <laughs> to be, brilliant. it was yeah, very appreciated. I haven't used it yet. She said, and then she wrote as another email which I had missed so she says and I don't even know when this came in because we must have been getting ready for the show she says hey King Karen you read my email out so she was obviously listening oh right 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 and she said she nearly had to to pull over because she was driving and she was amazed that we'd read the the email out and this is really nice she said listening to you both tell my story back to me was quite emotional and enlightening and made me realize that you have to experience the lows to delight in the highs and i am going for it um she has and she's been learning how to needle felt a hair upcycle old furniture needle felt say that again needle felt a hair what the hell's that? I have no idea, but she's a regular Jesus. correspondent now, so maybe she'll tell us. And okay. even decoupage with napkins, life's a blast. But in it, she says that she was coming to the Fringe show. Yeah, well, I remember that she was there. Oh, well, see, it. here we go. Let's go now. Because in the show, I was talking about Leslie's email and I made a bit of a joke about, I don't know if Leslie's here, if Leslie's here, put your hand up, ha, ha, ha. Everyone was giggling nervously. (laughs) No, you didn't put their hand up. Now, here you go. She was in. And so we've got email number three from Leslie. No, she says, your show last night was amazing. She says, but the fringe team made us file at the end of the aisle where I was stuck, just about wrapped in the black curtain. So you literally had your back to me. So although my hand was sky high when you asked if Leslie was in the audience, you would never have noticed. Oh, Leslie, you need to shout. I know. Well, God, she did everything she could. Nevertheless, the show and the guests were fabulous. Thank you for letting me rejoice in my journey again. Keep doing it for the girls. Oh, my God. So you didn't see her, but everyone else around her knew it was Leslie. With the... I don't know. Oh, 
That's lovely, isn't it? So she's your Leslie. She's Leslie, your never correspondent. Yes. Do tell us what needle felting a hair is. Jesus, is it alive here? Not alive. Here, but... And one more thing, one more thing. God, what's the time? Been rattling on for ages. Um, I've got to confess another mistake. What do you mean another mistake? Another mistake. This is the only mistake I've ever made in my life. Do you remember I was talking a few weeks ago about cunning lingus? Cunnilingus, you mean? Exactly. Exactly. Jude has got in touch. Jude Spooner. She said, Cunninglingus <laughs> Kate. Spooner. Isn't it a good name? Yeah. Um, Cunninglingus Kate, she says, really? Cunninglingus, <laughs> surely. Yes. I have never had look at you. Yes. For you with your phone. I remember being in your company, you were Googling it and you were. Well, Cunninglingus comes up a lot. It does spell cunning lingus, but it is wrong. I have now checked it again. Mm. So Jude says, um, well, she listens to the show when she's out in her morning stomp. Um, she said, but you let me down with this case. <laughs> you let me down. Tell I got home it and I announced to my husband, did you know it's actually cunning lingus and not cunnilingus? And he rolled around on the floor laughing yes. for half an hour. Right. And I said, it is. Kay said so. Oh, my. Oh, for God's sakes. And then I went to research like, the word and I can't find your version anywhere. Where yeah. are you having a laugh? Yeah. No, Jude. It was just a cock up. I just got it wrong. Yeah. And that's your first realization, Jude. Don't believe anything that Kay says. And I know that. But see, it's just back to this thing that I'm obviously more convincing than I think I was. Yeah. And well, arrogant, maybe. You just believe what you say is, is correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Listen <laughs> to what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness I've got another email here mm -hmm. uh, which is a more serious email and then I'm going to give you two presents and oh, make you feel God. really bad about not being nice to me so it's anonymous this one as his hi King Karen I uh, love the podcast I've listened to it from the beginning I'm 26 years God old almighty. I know 26 I know but I relate to lots of the things you speak about if you can believe it I enjoy listening to your guests talk about the things that would happen in their lives including the things they change if they could go back and I often take little nuggets of wisdom from those chats um it says I've always feared getting older which I know sounds strange but I think it's connected to my fear of dying I don't often speak about it, especially to older people, because I feel guilty because I'm mm -hmm. still young. Uh, but I'm really trying to overcome that fear, as I know if I'm lucky enough to get to 60 plus, I'll look back and regret all of the time mm -hmm. that I've wasted mm -hmm. focusing on the future that I wasn't able to enjoy the present. Uh, often you and your guests talk about the great things that happen in life when you get older. And so these are things I really listen to and I take on board. So thank you both for that. Uh, and then finished off by saying, I hope I didn't bring the mood down too much. I promise I'm not all doom and gloom. No, listen, not at all. I mean, I I'm really touched that you've emailed us and shared that with us. Wow, I wonder, it's all relative then. Do you think it's a big thrill for... But you know, I, I thought about it. I don't know what you were like at that age. Um, and I don't know if this applies to, to our lovely friend here. But life for, for me at that time, I know you had been married, hadn't you? You had the kids around then. But for life for me was very uncertain. And, you know, I wanted it to work out, whatever work out was. Um, it was a time in my life that I would go to clairvoyance. I would read, I I would read sort of astrology and um, predictions. Right? It was like you were trying to cling on to something because it hadn't worked out yet. Yeah, I Do you think, know what I mean? I think that the reason that you go to clairvoyance and the tarot cards is because you're at a stage in life that 
you're not really it's not that you're not happy but you're just not sure of where you are yeah yeah yes, I think so yes, yes. and you're looking for answers and you're looking yes I guess you're looking for reassurance then it's going to be all right mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly it you know yeah. and I think that's really natural and I, I completely I can completely relate to that and I don't know whether you would tie that with a fear of dying but I mean you can see how you might feel yeah what is this life going to be is it going to be is it going to be all right or is it you know it's a lot to think about isn't it when you're 26 I know well all I'll say to you as lovely friend who's 26 is you know I can certainly remember that time that I felt everything was very uncertain you had that sense of anxiety as to whether it was all going to work out and everything was going to fall into place and I don't think that's unnatural at all yeah uh, yeah I suppose because I didn't really plan. Did you have a five-year plan? Oh, yes. Yeah, you said didn't. Yes, yes, So yes, I yes. guess um, the only thing I knew that I wanted was to have children. But the, uh, other than that, I think I just landed in a job, landed here. So I didn't really plan at all. So we're all different, aren't we? Yeah. And largely, it does work out. And even if it gets yeah. stretched for a wee while, it bounces back up yeah. again. What and can it, I say? Yeah. Um, right. Two presents I've got to give you. God. Right. Just a second. God. I actually got this when I was in Mexico, so this was months ago, but I've forgotten Is to give it, it to you. Is it a sell-by date on it? No, 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 no. It's, it's not edible then. It's actually a genuine present that you're going to feel an absolute cow for being snarky about. Um, yes. Bag. Just this. what I bought the other day, actually. You bought me a bottle of something for my birthday and actually replaced it. It's good, was it? Nice. God, it's gorgeous. Oh, good. The dreadful thing is that you can't. What's this? Villa Vanilla. Are you saying that I'm vanilla? My God! Oh no, no, it's you. It's concentrate. I just thought for you taking. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my God! What an enormous bottle. I know. I know. Bloody healthy. Because it's it's kind of cheap in, in Mexico, and I thought you do lots of baking, oh vanilla God. essence. Oh my God! You see, I took the negative from that. You vanilla, did? vanilla. You do think that I'm just a big vanilla. Here you go. I try and make a genuine gesture oh that was on the other side of the world. Oh and I God, thought you... that's so sweet. Yeah. Was it the last minute when you got to the airport? But I still appreciate that. Yes, thank you. And it wasn't here... Toblerone. Now, this, I'll be absolutely honest with you, is a freebie. Is that, that... a toilet roll? Oh, no, 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 I'm going to give it to you. It's a freebie. <laughs> Grab it now. We to get it. That came through. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going right. to give this to Karen. Because so you I knew think... it was because it doesn't look like it's been opened. Well, they, they had a little card with it. So I do know what it is. And I thought, will make better use of this than right, me. No, so there you go. Describe it to people. Right, okay, I'm just opening it. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Liberation oil. Hydrating vulva oil. Bloody hell. Yeah. Jeez, oh. And I think you actually pronounced that Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, look at the shape of it. So it's shaped like a really fat lipstick in fact it's like a perfume bottle but with, with a stopper yeah those stoppers that you used to get in medicines that yeah you like a dropper to... stopper yeah you know what i mean yeah you used to get them in the science department so there you go this is we'll my take it god off. liberation oil yeah for so, your vulva vulva so did it not pronounce it it's not a word i see often so there you go that will you know lubricate so, things up a little bit and um okay why why are you not keeping it yourself because I just thought it would be handier for you, because your skin's generally a lot drier than mine. Um, so <laughs> I'm on medication to help with that, <laughs> and it does help. I mean, all you have to do, you get a couple of droplets there. Wow. So you get in the old stirrups position, give this to Stephen, and he can apply. <laughs> be good on your face. Do you know what this will be like? You will put this on your vulva, and it'll be like, you know when you get an old leather saddle? <laughs> 
I like the smell of an old leather saddle. That's the thing. And you get that stuff. It's dubbing. It's called dubbing. Oh, yes. And you put it on the yeah, leather saddle. Dubbing. And the leather saddle used to be all cracked and worn. For and you put the tub on. Pretty picture. <laughs> and it's all glossy and shiny and moist. Right. It's all becoming clear now. You've got two and you've used one yourself. Cracked. It's the only one and it's yours. Um, you don't need an awful lot of it. Look, it's right over <laughs> my hands now. Come back to me in a few weeks and let me know how that goes. I have to say it's in a lovely container, isn't it? Yep. Well, it's the kind of thing you get sent. I get sent lots of things. So there you go. Gloria vulva oil, as I say, give it a few weeks. And then vegan, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Get back to me and let me know how that works for you. Well, I don't know about you, but I cannot wait to find out how Karen gets on with the vulva oil. Next week, we have Richard Maidley with us. And keep those emails coming in, podcast at htb60.com. <laughs>